0: I think there should be a rule that if you're that good the ne- you can't do upgrades for the next
2: season like you, you have to, to go with the same. car that you've got yeah you have to go <laughs> with the same car and then yeah go from there. the 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 conflict for me is even though he's had a bad season he still finished second yeah yeah and I know for, yeah th- from from that reason alone I don't think anyone can berate him that much Hey guys, this is On Track GP. I'm Jamie Chambers. I'm joined by Matisse and I'm joined by Talia. Hi guys. Pleasure. Hello. And this is our end of season review for the Formula One season 2023. So, what do you guys think? How did it go this year?
1: <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great question.
2: I think for the for the entertainment
0: side of things, I think it could have been better for sure. We could have had a race at the front. We could have had a title race. We could have had some sort of competition in the drivers and the constructors. We didn't have that. But I think for maybe if this was the handing over the baton to next season I think it does set itself up really nicely because there's such a battle going on in mm, in second nice. place you don't know who's going to really prosper over the over the upgrades and and get themselves into a position to maybe contend so there's there's a lot going on behind Red Bull so yes.
1: yeah yeah I actually agree with that it kind of sets up next uh, next season but obviously that doesn't change how this season went mm. I think we kind of saw quite early on how the season was going <laughs> um, but then I guess you know the takeaway was that Carlos Sainz was the only wasn't he the only other driver that wasn't Red Bull to end up getting a podium so I mean if anything yeah Yeah. yeah, Yeah. sorry to get the win but if anything you know if anything that's something but yeah it was a it was an interesting season
2: it's interesting in terms of like talking about entertainment value I think it's had the most mixed up pack we've had for a while If if we remove Verstappen from the equation for a lot of it there was actually a lot of good racing from the midfield up yeah um has can't be counted in that for obvious reasons. <laughs> no, but
1: in- hey, they did all right.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> good qualifying sometimes for yeah. but but yeah. one, one track, one lap wonder. Yeah, um, yeah I, th- I think it has, like you say, passed on the baton a little bit. Mm. Um, it's quite ominous in terms of the fact that Red Bull stopped doing development on the RB19 in July, mm. um, and have been doing the RB20 since then. Um, yeah. They should be banned from doing upgrades, to be honest. It's lie. interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I think I think there should be a rule that if you're that good. The next, you can't do upgrades for the next season. Like you, you have, have
1: to go with the same. car that you've got. Yeah, you have to go with the same <laughs> car,
2: and then yeah, we'll go from there. We'll, we'll talk about Red Bull first, just very briefly, because I think it's been talked to death at this point about mm. um, Max Verstappen, nineteen out of twenty-two. I mean, quite, quite insane, that's just, really. That's, that's per-
0: Perez at the start of the season, you remember, was looking like he was actually going to mount a challenge. Yeah, I remember. And I was thinking, beginning. go on, Checo. Like, this might mm. be our Rosberg-Hamilton moment where Checo really says, OK, I've helped you out in yeah. Abu Dhabi. I've, I've been a great teammate. I've been a fantastic defender when you've needed me to, to play that role in second. But now I'm actually going to go for the title and I'm going to show that not only am I worth being in this car, but I can actually, you know, go, you know, back and forth with you. But that didn't last very long. <laughs> no, <laughs> so... it didn't.
1: Some, somewhere along the line, it just got it became a slippery slope. Yeah. And...
2: Do you think the two races that he took meant that he had to live up to an expectation that made it more difficult for himself? Yeah,
1: almost actually. I think because we had such high expectations of him at the very beginning of the season and mm. we all thought, wow, okay, here we go. And then it just, he literally fell off.
2: Because the Mexican Grand Prix is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Obviously, we watched oh, yeah. it live. Mm. Um, they having to push so hard that instead of just taking the race as it came and knowing that your car is the same machinery as Max, so it should perform the same. Mm -hmm. And then it was his own sort of internal uh, thought process rather than just taking the race as it came. But the thing is as well, like
0: I get it with the pressure because obviously Max is a generational driver, winning titles and winning races is, is, is difficult from, you know, to, to lead from the front and have to get everything spot on and everybody's behind you, chasing you down. That might be overwhelming. But to not be second on the podium consistently throughout the season in that car and to be not qualifying for, for Q3 so many times and to be struggling to overtake and be in the middle of the field just with that car just wasn't on. So he's one of those drivers that I think he's... This season's been a really bad season for him, and if it wasn't for Max being so consistent, maybe Red Bull and the constructors would have had more of a wobble. That could that could happen next year mm. if he doesn't, you know, rise to the occasion. So I think he got away with it a bit this year, Kacheco. The, the the conflict for me is,
2: even though he's had a bad season, he still finished second. Yeah, yeah, and I know. For, yeah, from from that reason alone, I don't think anyone can berate him that much. If he had a a uh, A complete capitulation where he wasn't finishing Mm -hmm. consistently, not scoring points consistently, and yet he still outscored Hamilton. Mm. He still contributed massively to Red Bull points tally. Granted, Max Max would have won the constructors on his own. Yeah, (laughs) but I think that says more about the fact that we have a Formula One in general has a slanted point system that doesn't quite work. Mm -hmm. It's, It's too much if you win, especially if you win a race and a sprint. Yeah, sprint yeah you, do, take you, only only you do hear that points. a lot
1: more nowadays that the points are so drastically big mm. that, you know, the winner obviously gets the point, but they, they are so big that, that sometimes the leader just goes just way too yeah. far ahead. Mm. Yeah. And that's obviously what happened with Max this season. Yeah,
2: And he's and, taking the fastest laps. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he took a load of Chelums again this year, which is, is quite, I mean, look, six hat-tricks this year yeah. with fastest laps, race, uh, lead every lap and take pole. It's just <laughs> absolutely insane. That's insane, yeah. Um. Last thing on Perez, what's he got to do going into 2024?
1: I think he has to take less pressure off himself because I think that's what we were talking about. When you put too much pressure on yourself, you don't always end up, um, you know, Succeeding or not even succeeding, but just doing well um, yeah. or, or, or coming out, you know, with something good. And I think that's the thing is he's put way too much pressure on himself. And I think everyone else puts too much pressure on him. I think he almost just needs to. I know it's hard to say just relax a little bit, but kind of go into the race as being like, but I am still an amazing driver and I have yeah. got this. I don't have to, you know, OK, if one or two at the beginning, I'm not, you know, beating up, you know, coming up to Max's, you know, where he is at his levels. It's mm. still OK. Yeah.
2: yeah. We're going to talk about McLaren and Aston Martin in a second. But on that point, is Perez a better driver in a Mercedes and Aston Martin or a mclaren um. Potentially, because I think that Red Bull car, people have been saying
0: it obviously suits Max really well. So maybe driving style, it's not completely geared towards Checo. Maybe if he went to another team where he was maybe the lead driver, then they would obviously gear it more to him. Um, and the pressure wouldn't be so so much. So maybe he'd drive a bit more freedom, a bit more fun and then you know perform a lot better. Um, I think Checo, he is a very good driver because I remember when he was potentially going out of Formula yeah. One. I was like, "What is going on?" And then, like, how? And he got saved by yeah. Red Bull. And I was like, "How can he not have a seat?" He was brilliant um, yeah. the season before. So yeah, I think, I think there is a chance, but at the same time, the whole point of Formula One is to do well at those middle range teams to get to a top yeah. team and then deliver again. If you're gonna have to fall back then it might get to a, I don't know, Danny Rick situation where you're just dropping down the paddock. You don't want to do that. that, And then you're coming back up again. (laughs) And that's adding the pressure again
2: for Checo. Yeah, different different type of pressure, you know. So we'll talk about the rise of McLaren and Aston Martin. Um, Both of them, for different reasons, were surprises this year. Mm. Um, What were the highlights and lowlights for, (laughs) firstly, McLaren?
0: They shared the season, didn't they? Yeah, but
1: Aston yeah. Martin took the first half. Yeah, Aston it's, Martin dominated, sort of dominated the, <laughs> the beginning yeah. of the year and yeah. then they just like disappeared.
0: Mm, 100%. I think Aston Martin, they could still look back on this season with a lot of a lot of pride because yeah. the, they just 100%. came out of nowhere really. I know they invested a lot um, and, and there was a lot of talk about how much money they're putting into it with straw and whatnot. But in terms of them just Turning up first first race and they're challenging for the podiums and and Alonso's consistently putting mm-hmm. on the podium and I remember Stroll came in with a wrist injury so he couldn't maybe put and actually drove
2: better with a wrist injury
0: probably yeah, yeah. hey hey
2: hey 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 he did <laughs> oh yeah sorry sorry we've got hey, a Strolly hey, 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 here yeah I, actually, I don't mind last <laughs> <throw>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always been every... <laughs> very open
1: he has performed all right the hmm. last few races also yeah. I mean, yeah. wouldn't he get fourth or something? Or fifth mm. was it? It was his highest.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he did have a good The
2: upgrades were downgrades, him. I would say, 100%. from the middle of the season onwards. Yeah. Um, people were genuinely talking about Alonso being in discussions for top three finishes every single race. Yeah. And it's what they did to the car as opposed to what the drivers did for mm. me that affected Aston Martin. Whereas McLaren, exact opposite thing. Mm. Nowhere, first few races no. of the season, upgrades come in, suddenly Oscar and Lando. Are actually pushing Red Bull. Mm-hmm, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I'm yep. really happy with uh, McLaren, yeah. obviously.
1: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, someone's changed allegiances just just what, for the end of the season. Was like, I'm not going to wear a Christmas jumper, <laughs> going to still be in my McLaren shirt. I'm used to
0: it now. I'm used to it. But but McLaren, they've got such a good driver lineup, and Oscar Piastri to do that in his rookie season is just yeah. insane. Like he's so talented. Um, he was clearly the best rookie on the grid, but also he's in the best car. But the way he just delivered and and really did push Lando, and Lando had to keep proving yeah. that he was the the lead driver the more experienced driver at this level because there was a few times that piastri really pushed him and of course he won a sprint as well mm-hmm. um which Lando hasn't won a race yet which still absolutely bamboozles me over a hundred races Don't without understand. a win now yeah i and think next season will definitely get one i mean yeah, there has been they... some
2: hubris in there mm-hmm. um he has had opportunities i mean we only have to look back only one season pouring rain Staying out on dry tyres, yes. that, that's a huge, huge thing where Lando, you probably could have had your win there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, do you think he feels a bit put out by the fact that Oscar's come in that strong?
1: I think he did, especially when Oscar won the sprint. I think that was the turning point maybe where Lando was probably a bit like, OK, yeah. I <laughs> have a competitor here. So I think that was probably the turning point.
2: Yeah. Are, the, are McLaren and uh, Aston Martin going to be in the discussion for Top of the Table next year?
1: i'd like them to be
0: yeah i think aston well i think mclaren they should be because they've ended the season so well if Mm. they can build on what they've got then you know you'd expect them to be right up there again almost the favorites to be to be challenging red Bull the way they've ended the season with aston martin it's tough because they've fallen away like they started so strong and just fell really down into the midfield it's really tough to see where where their trajectory is next but i'm sure they'll improve but it's just everybody else is also improving so you know, Alpine took were shocked yeah. by their arrival, so you know it could could go left. I, mean, I know that... it
1: really, I know, I know it really matters. Obviously, about you know what how, what you're doing to your car, etc. But they can see as well Aston Martin that if they get the car right, they mm. can see they're going to win things. Yeah, you mm. know they did it at the beginning of the season. So they they just I think you know these next month or you know next few months they're really going to have to hone in on making sure this car is right.
2: Uh, I mean, in terms of the amount of podiums between Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin, mm. and then McLaren, there's a take Red Bull out of the equation there's a fair share between those teams McLaren are on the rise and for a pedigree team like McLaren Mm. it's good to see that I mean I'd like to see the same for Williams that we'll come on to in a minute where prestige teams now their pedigree should come through and you should Mm -hmm. see them come back to the top it's quite sad when you see the McLarens and the Williams of these world like just underperform so badly Um, so talking of that Mercedes and Ferrari so (laughs) (laughs) Mercedes <clears throat> secured P two on the last race of the season, despite Charles Leclerc's best efforts. Best <laughs> best yeah, um, who had the better season, Mercedes or Ferrari?
0: Well, definitely Mercedes. Yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> definitely Mercedes. Yeah, me I love too. Ferrari. Though. You got to back that comment up. Yeah, I
0: have to because with Mercedes, I mean, if you're not winning, it's not good enough at Mercedes, especially yep. after the amount of domination they've come from in in previous years. With Hamilton, obviously, and Rosberg, and then Bottas. So, to be in this position is not really good enough at Mercedes. And they do need to kind of prove that they can put this together in terms of start a season with a competent car because it's either yeah. porpoising or the car's just coming in absolute mess at the start of the season. Yep. Hamilton's complaining about back problems and all these things. So, <clears throat> I feel like I can't really judge George or Hamilton properly right now because that car is just. Sometimes it shows little signs of revival and then it just capitulates <laughs> yeah. and falls to the floor. Um, and I know they're both good drivers. Hamilton obviously has has been searching for that last title, which I think will not only signify the end of his mm. Formula mm-hmm. 1 career, I think he'll end on a high if he gets it. But yeah. also it kind of just puts him on that pedestal above.
2: Well, him. we've seen a lot of great drivers where they've had domination mm-hmm. and then they've had to take a season or two. Uh, Michael Schumacher's example with that, um, where someone else comes in, They dominate in a a different car that does something different. Red Bull is a perfect example of this. Now, everyone seems to be copying the Red Bull way, Mm. as it were. Um, But this is the first year without a Mercedes win Mm. Mm -hmm. in a decade. They they threw it away, though. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the
1: thing. uh the other drivers, there, there, there are really competent drivers around. That's the thing on the grid, and they are slowly getting better. And obviously, when we talk about Ferrari. Obviously, everyone went in with a lot of high hopes, especially for Charles Leclerc. Um, and obviously, we all know how that went. So mm. yes, Mercedes obviously had a better season, but the thing is, overall on the grid, they are there. You know, so there's a fantastic set of drivers there, and I think that's the thing with Lewis Hamilton is he knows that everyone's only getting better, mm. and that's kind of where it's going to go.
2: Mm. So Ferrari then. As
0: would, you. You, <laughs> would you would you prefer? I guess as a fan, I'd prefer to take a race win than P two. Yes, in the constructors. So. I think
2: Singapore, 100%. it sticks out like a sore thumb mm. m- more for Christian Horner than anyone else, really. But <laughs> um, so, certainly in terms of the one time when a, a racetrack was the, the the sort of massive key difference between the teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one was really prepared for how Singapore was going to play out. Mm. Um. And Ferrari took full advantage of that and does that put Carlos Sainz ahead of Charles Leclerc in that sense?
1: Well this has been the kind of a debate this season as well hasn't it you know which one is the in inverted commas you know first driver and second mm. driver I think it's still if they say it I think it's still quite obvious that I think Charles Leclerc maybe just nabs first yeah um it just that you can just see it but yeah. i think carlos signs it he really battles him
2: yeah. i mean if we look in the early 2000s and um some of the driver combinations that ferrari have had yeah. so schumacher massa schumacher Barrichello, um ferrari seems to have not been able to bring a driver one two back in the way that they had that in the golden era yeah. for them um vettel is a key example mm-hmm. of that and then vettel with Charles Leclerc, and now colour the science in the Clare do they need to not, not so much impose team orders but do they need to pick a driver and go with it
0: I think it's, it's tough because they're so they're so flawed in so many different areas like <laughs> whether it's, whether do it's, we need to bring up their I'm pit sorry, stops my heart's like breaking your club team's doing well so your Formula 1 team <laughs> Yeah, they are. well that's how it works but <laughs> on top of the league it's either it's either like pit stops or it's you know strategy errors and not making the right decision sometimes just not making any sense i think we it was at the last race where we was just like like why are you staying out why have you not pitted why have you not come in and they've just gone long and then they've they've put on the same tires and then they've they, they still need to be well, we quite put on literally... a second compound and you're just like what why are you being so yeah <laughs> so basic right now just do your basics as as joe (laughs) says just do the basics right well we quite literally saw
2: the drivers (laughs) taking the strategy into their own hands the last race of the season which is is quite insane to have carlos and Charles talk to each other via their engineers to try and work out their own strategy yeah um do you think that fred vassar is gonna be a big difference for them going into 24
0: i would hope so i think at this point they've changed um teams of principal already as well before yep. coming into... Was it this season they came in? Last year Yeah, last season with a new principal. So, uh, something's got a click for them because I think if it does, they've already shown they've got the pace, especially in qualifying. They've been putting up some serious times. Leclerc's got fantastic qualifying speed. Um, he's been able to put it on pole a few times, but you just know when Ferrari are leading from pole in a race they're not going to finish off the job it's just it's almost and like
1: that, that that's what's really sad is that everyone knows that it doesn't matter if they get <laughs> you know first in qualifiers yeah. everyone kind of sits there and like it's fine they won't end up first you yeah. know tomorrow yeah. and that's yeah. really sad that we can like we sit there and we say that but mm. there has just been something missing the entire season mm. and i just can't put my finger on what exactly it was and
2: that kind of is highlighted with mercedes just pipping them to the post as yeah. well
1: it, and but, there was something missing with them all season as definitely. well definitely
2: a car a car yeah, <laughs> yeah and, the, even, and even i think strategy
0: also because i think when mercedes in a few races showed they had some pace to go up against red bull they bottled it
2: yeah uh, texas is a pace. prime example of that and mexico as well mm. they, they're competing for the win there yeah. and then the race after they just drop off mm. and yeah. i mean for hamilton especially to have that kind of drop off for a driver of his caliber that is huge and he's questioning is it him is it the car a lot of the time um from Mercedes I think it has to be the car and with Ferrari I think it's yeah. strategy. But you, mm. w-
1: you would think it's you, you you know, especially if you're somebody that's won, you know, seven, you know, titles ready, you would sit back and think it must there must be me in yeah. this somewhere mm. but again, it's a whole thing with mindset and I'm sure he's been told enough times it's it's not you and he probably knows confidently it's not mm. but you do, you know, especially as you get old, I mean, I say that, you know, Fernando Alonso is the oldest on the grid and he, you know, we yeah. saw what he did this season so I don't necessarily think it matters with age but maybe as he gets on a little bit more and obviously the younger drivers are coming in you do kind of sit back and think okay maybe something isn't clicking with me now
2: mm. yeah no I, I can agree with that we're going to touch on Alpha tauri as probably <laughs> best of the rest mm. um given alpine Al- alpine did all right i'll, I'll say that yeah, did all they right. they, they, yeah. they were neither here nor there Haas and william williams had a better season <laughs> but yeah. Alpha tauri the biggest talking point was before 10 races nick DeVries has already gone <laughs> um Do you think that's a bit harsh? Do you think a rookie should be given more time?
1: I don't know. It's a really difficult one. It is a really difficult one because at the end of the day, you're here to win, aren't you? You're here to win races. And if someone's not performing, like it, like it, it's it's like you should be giving them a little bit more time. But then again, 10, it's still a decent amount of races. Yeah. Um, he's, quite,
0: and, he's He's a lot older as well than most rookies. So I think that didn't play in his... In and his he was body. coming
2: through with a lot of calibre as well. Yeah. Be, like, being a champion, yeah. you expect a lot more. Um, coming from
0: Formerly E, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, the thing is with him is there's no longevity. There's no like... No process with him it's like where you can say okay you're really quite a young driver you've got this level of potential we're gonna really invest in you and 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 go season in season out but with him it was kind of like you're experienced you're coming here to get results don't get those results then we could literally find a younger talented driver yeah. and,
2: and pursue or, or Danny Ricardo. or Danny
1: Rick <laughs> or <laughs> Danny younger, younger, younger talented it doesn't help
0: when Danny Rick a former yeah. race winner is sitting in 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 reserve driver for Red Bull We've Yeah, a lot I of he's yeah, just hovering hovering around He's also marketable he's really marketable yeah. as well he's massive personality so that's going to help the AlphaTauri team as well so yeah
2: do you think um he was treated more harsh because purely because he's older, or was it performances as well? Because you look at Logan Sargent, mm. a younger rookie.
1: How old is he? Sorry, uh, no, exactly. Sargent, twenty.
2: Sargent's younger. Uh, he's twenty-one, twenty-two. Devereese De is twenty-eight. No, yeah, no. Um, okay. So, with that in mind, has Logan Sargent, given the point he only got one point this season, did he get treated harsher, or do you think Sargent was given benefit of the doubt? Do
1: you think age is playing a number in this? Hugely. So, you think because he's 28... Uh, I think Logan like Sargent you, being the younger know how to rookie. Deal with this,
2: I, yeah, I think yeah. it's a
0: combination of that and the fact that Red Bull have, um, they had uh, Daniel Ricciardo right there. Like, it was such an easy thing to just do that. You're not going to win that battle with Daniel Rick because if he's motivated again and he wants to return to the sport, you know the, the level that he could potentially get to. It's a lot more inspiring, and a lot more optimistic than DeVries, who's not really driven in, in F1, apart from that. And there's an irony to Williams. it as
2: well with Liam Lawson now. Again, sitting off track Mm. and Logan Sargent. Yeah. And Liam Lawson came in fantastically consistent performances while Danny Rick is injured. Yeah. My personal opinion was Danny Rick wasn't back long enough to warrant that seat. Mm. Lawson could have kept that. Yeah. for the rest of the season mm-hmm. and I'm a Red Bull fanboy. I, I, yeah, really I think it's fair to say I the thing I is wanted... once
1: Danny Rick's in they're, they're not going to take him out again yeah
0: I wanted Liam Lawson to almost get that, that seat for next season because I would have been a bit more excited long term about I think what so. he could do but it was never going to happen when they've just put Ricardo in he's got injured can't really take him out there's tonight. a certain
2: amount of irony to it as well because no one's talking about Yuki Tsunoda and he scored seventeen points this year. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> happy for him. Really consistent, great across the board. Um, he he had some sort of unfavorable comparisons when he came in that like mm. he was very slow, um, like the next e-day for a while. And it's like he's he's shown he's a very good performer and yeah. consistent. Do you think he gets overshadowed by the fact that there's so much turmoil in terms of changing <laughs> uh, changing team name, partner driver? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I
1: reckon I reckon it is. It's overshadowed by everything else that's going on in the team. Mm. Really. Yeah
0: so i'm really happy for him though and i, I, I mentioned so. i mentioned him a lot this season because i think from a personality standpoint he's really grown up mm. like he used to be swearing and cussing on yeah yes. all massively the day, all the time <laughs> and he was like he was so erratic and so um, emotional when he was driving and he couldn't seem to keep calm if he made a mistake or if something went wrong, like a slow pit stop or something, which is going to happen in that level of team, yeah. he would just implode for the rest of the race and just start being a He was a bit of a grumpy driver. Yeah. Whereas yeah. This, this season I felt, <laughs> because he knew he was the lead driver and he had a rookie come in as well, he was like, well not a rookie, he was obviously there's some test races, but he was like, I've got to be the lead driver. I've got to be the mature one. I've got to take on this responsibility. This is my team now. And then he was getting, it was it was on running joke. He was starting to really get those 11th constantly and he wouldn't get a mm-hmm. point, yep. but then he started to get some. So yeah, I think he's, he's kicked on a lot. Nice.
1: Mm.
2: Best race of the season for you guys. Ooh.
1: Best race of the season? Am I allowed to say the Ferrari win? <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> so like, singer, Singapore for Talia.
0: <laughs> I would probably agree with you because I don't want to see Red Bull winning. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Vegas was, 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 was strong as well, considering it was the first race. And it, considering in practice... There was potholes or whatever was yes. going on on the well, track. Well, um, it was a,
2: a <laughs> water water manhole cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that I actually saw the damage that it did to Carlos Sainz's car mm-hmm. um, and to damage a monocoque like that, because yeah. I mean, that's the strongest, hardest part of the car mm. and this manhole cover has ripped through it, is quite insane. Yeah. Um, I think, for me, best race of the season was either Brazil um, just because the racing was absolutely fantastic and you can't and mexico thoroughly enjoyed Mm. um Mm. vegas for me was spectacle over race Mm. um i will find the stats for this but it's the only race where the car cools down on the straights, (laughs) 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 which for formula one is just no good um yeah I, i i think they need. They've done better than having a car park, which is immediately a, a win for Las Vegas. Mm. But I think there needs to be something changed to that track. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. quite work as yet. But mm. not
1: just that, when you think of it in a as a fan, in a media side of things, I mean, I don't know how much you, you two were looking through your social media the weekend of Vegas, but mm. my God, it yeah. was unstoppable. <laughs> I mean, and you, you would laugh at anything that came up. People were unfortunately ripping in yeah. to mm. the race yeah. in every kind of way possible. Yeah. And I, I know it happens in every race in different ways, but it was non-stop the whole weekend. And that almost isn't the best sign, I think. When you yeah. think, I mean, it's great for us because we yeah. all stay on our phones laughing, yeah. but it's not when you think of it as a race.
2: I, I'm a bit of a purist. I, I, I love Hockenheim, Spa, <laughs>
1: um,
2: th- those sort of races, yeah. uh, classic Formula 1 tracks. I mm. just don't feel... Vegas felt half-cooked for me. Mm. Like, a lot of the media hype was done really, really well. Mm. And, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go around the sphere and then we'll go down the strip. Okay, great. But that doesn't make a good track. Mm. It, it's essentially a glorified square. Mm. Um, I mean, there was comparisons to it looking like a pig, <laughs> which, is un- <laughs> which is unfortunate. Um, I, I think something needs to change. They, they, they need to make the, the actual track more interesting in mm. and of itself. And that train is way too long. Yeah. But then, uh, with the cars the way they are now, street races potentially aren't the way forward anymore. But they I don't mean, all love the street races, yeah. do they? The cars are too wide for Monaco. Um, yeah. Baku's quite difficult for overtaking. And then we get to Las Vegas where you've got huge straights where you just get a DRS train. Yeah, yeah. So it, <clears throat> I, I think we need to look at more, like South Africa has a ready-made actual racetrack. That's what I want. That's something.
0: Yeah, South Africa, this is what hamilton has been banging on about. He said he's not retiring until they get their track. I think 100%. For, for, for Formula One to be a world
2: sport and to be covering
0: the world in terms of You need to touch that continent continent. You've got to go on that continent it's just you have to
2: I want to see that track It wouldn't be right to have an F1 discussion without bringing up Lance Stroll Yes (laughs) Um, is way too happy He started the season really strong Mm. Um, He unfavourably compared to Fernando Alonso um, and then on top of that went off a cliff towards the end of the season What next for him and his place as to mine?
1: I think he knows that he can drive. I know everyone probably, you know. They don't love him. He's not the biggest, you know, fan for everybody, but he can drive when he does, you know, perform. Mm. I think being, you know, the driver behind Fernando Alonso also, I think, puts a lot of pressure on you Hugely. just in general. And then especially, I guess, when your father, you know, owns the team, there's just a lot of pressure on him. I do understand that. But he, when he can get in a car, he can drive. And look, hopefully there is something that does perform this se- next season because we did see it this season.
2: Yeah. I think the fact that he's had world champions winning partners consistently, like... Vettel and Fernando Alonso as your teammates yeah I mean I think only Lewis Hamilton has come out better in terms of having championship winning teammates Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah yeah, hopefully Mm -hmm. um any drivers that you want to see anything special from next year
1: I'd like to see Charles Leclerc win (laughs) 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 please
0: uh, for me Hamilton of course I need I need a race win minimum um and I need a title fight as well, just in general from anyone. <laughs> for, for me, I, I,
1: yes. I, w- I want
2: to see more from Joe Granue, mm. uh, Oscar Piastri um, and George Russell. Mm. Um, I think George, again, just he fell off a cliff towards the end of the season as well. And much like having a strong teammate, trying to over overwork it, over compete instead mm-hmm. of, Finish the race. I'm looking mm-hmm. at Perez,
0: of course. If, if we're talking about who I need to see more from. And Lando, I, oh, I want to Sorry,
2: second in the championship, Perez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really Yes, yes, with the context of what I saw, yes, 100.
1: But no, I'd like. Do you know what I want to see Lando win a race as well? And I actually, yeah. actually do also want to see Fernando Alonso on the podium again, but and more because he loves it when he's on there. I mean, they all do, but there's something that he really loves.
2: I think hopefully 2024. um with the cars being developed and with the changes looking towards 2026 this year and next year are sort of a mixed bag Mm -hmm. so i think having the pack closer together more changes on the podium and someone closer to red bull (laughs) ideally Um, anyone (laughs) so we're going to wrap it up there that's been on track gp's end of season discussion matisse talia thank you very much i've been jamie chambers and we'll see you on the next one
1: Podcast Network.